Oh, shit. Welcome to episode six of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Today is Saturday, January 19th, 2019. Uh, we had to bump up our schedule a little bit. Uh, usually we record on Sundays because, um, well, you know, we're uh, we're busy guys. We got uh, got things to do. People got things to do. We're busy people. We're walking here. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, <laughs> you've, you've already heard from uh, one of our one of our co-hosts. So let me let me go get on with the official inter- introductions. Um, we've got the wonderful and beautiful, amazing. Johnny B, Jonathan Barn, how are you doing, Johnny? I am wonderful, beautiful, and amazing. So you are wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> inside and outside. Thanks, man. Uh, and you're welcome. And uh, our second co-host is the equally wonderful, amazing, beautiful, the Star Daddy, Sterling Keefall. How are you doing? Pretty good. I need a shower, and I should probably put on some pants. But thankfully, this is just voice recording only. So. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> voice, uh, we're good, but it's it's. I'd like to say it's voice recording for our listeners only. Um. <laughs> oh, you, you can see this, can you? It's not yeah, pretty. What I look like on a Saturday morning. You didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Uh, you didn't cover your uh, your camera with a piece of tape, so we we, we can all hack in. <laughs> the government's watching. Me. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's um, let's jump right into it, boys. Are you? Uh, who's hungry here? Feed me. I'm pretty hungry. You guys are pretty hungry. Eh? I'm I'm starving. So uh, let's um, let's start off with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah. So the Toronto Maple Loafs um, this week <laughs> they're kind of finding themselves <laughs> in the precarious uh, position where if Montreal or Boston win tonight, they will no longer be in uh, third. Uh, they might actually find themselves in a wild card spot which is enraged fans. And they took out that oh rage my. on none other than the sweet deer himself, Jake Gardner. Boo. And got kind of shelled boo. on the defensive play. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, boo. Boo you too. Um, <laughs> got shelled on a defensive play. And he, uh, he was booed by his own fans. And afterwards, he did not look happy. Yeah, I mean, I feel kind of bad for the guy because he looked like he had tears in his eyes and you're like god damn like please leaves fans be nice to him um yeah quote unquote quote unquote fans yeah so right now unfairly they're treating him badly and the team is in this weird position where they don't seem to have the right amount of pushback against uh, difficult opponents even though they did beat tampa bay this week uh if you guys watch that game they near the end of the game like tampa bay just had them in a corner and was like beating them with a big like leather whip and they were lucky to not get a goal in there and Toronto did come out with a win but then Toronto just came out and lost in Florida so right now Leafs Nation's like pretty upset and some jerks are being mean to Jake Gardner so I really like I can't I I don't get it I feel I feel so bad for the guy um and and I, I don't get where it's coming from he's he's plus he's plus 17 on the year He's a fifty-point getter, goal goal getter, or point getter, I should say. And point getter. yeah, point getter. <laughs> and like, okay, yeah, he goals. he made a mistake in the playoffs last year, and yeah, this recent mistake echoes that. But like, doesn't give these fans any reason to 
like go so hard at him. I feel I feel bad, and you can see it in the interviews too. Is he's taking it to heart, and so I don't know. And yeah, I I I, I can't. I'm just shaking. Like my head game after game, the like they time. they were booing him in Florida, and like that wasn't even the game he made the mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he actually had a really these, good game in these, Florida. I would say these so-called fans. It 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 just makes me. It's shameful, really. Um, these so-called Leafs Nation uh, lost to the Buffalo Sabres fans by voting in Jeff Skinner instead of instead of Morgan Riley, who's had who's having a career year. What are you doing, Bill? It's 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 ridiculous. Uh, it, and uh, real fans don't boo their players. Like I understand you paid your money. It's like what three hundred, one hundred fifty dollars for a ticket at uh, and a pint of blood, Scotia Bank Arena. Yeah, it's it's a high price. Ticket there. sale, ticket prices are ridiculous. I'll give you that. But if you're a real fan, you don't boo your your players. You don't, especially someone who's who's been there for eight years, has given his heart and soul to the team. You don't do that. Like I'm not, I'm not a big Jake Gardner fan, um, but he's a. He's a he's a decent point getter. He's a good uh, offensive defenseman, and that's what he is. That like you 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 have to live with the mistakes that come with an offensive defenseman. That's what they do. And th- let's not forget that he started his development as a forward. That's what he was at the beginning. Toronto turned him into a defenseman, uh, and you're gonna get those kind of shortfalls with a player like that. So I'm really wondering how they're gonna handle the Leafs if they go out in the first round like are people gonna freak out and expect I'm gonna love you know, it <laughs> yeah I know you will yeah I mean if, um, if they play Boston if they play Boston that's a guarantee that they'll be out in the first you heard round. it here first folks well cool. last year when they played Boston there was something strange about uh it was especially noticeable in the first game where they came out and they looked like they were just super nervous so I don't know if it's experience or the coaching's not pre- uh, preparing them or, I don't know, they're, they're afraid Char is going to eat them or something. <laughs> Maybe they need some, you know, some strong player, some nice strong little boy to come out there and be able to fight back against Char or make them feel safe or something. Uh, it's, yeah, it's weird. Well, that's one of the problems uh, with with Toronto is that they don't really have grit. Uh, the only the any kind of grip that they have is is Zach Hyman, and he's not the biggest guy around. Uh, he plays a heavy game, um, and to be fair, uh, this was a, a quote from Zach Hyman: "You don't need to um, you don't need to be big to play a heavy game. You just need to put in the effort. You need to want to back check. Uh, don't give up on the puck uh, and." That's that's how you win battles, because um, uh, Carl Soderberg, um, the other game, uh, he picked a guy's pocket and uh, turned it right around and um, in in the zone and and scored. And that was because he knew that um, the the player wasn't too dedicated to to going for the puck, so he recognized that and attacked at the right moment, picked the pocket, and scored a goal. Um, so you need players who who are able to do that and who are willing to to put in the effort to do that. And 
Toronto doesn't really have that. I wonder if it's also a style issue with the way they play because they dump a lot and they want to go in there and win a puck battle and then, you know, set up a play and score. But they seem to Mm -hmm. dump in a lot, try and puck battle and maybe not win as many as they could, especially against better opponents. And then they never even get a good chance to score. So they're kind of left to the outside a lot. And that happens all the time when they play Boston. Like it's just a lot of like fighting around the board. So maybe it could be a situation where they try and figure out a different way to get into focus more on their strengths instead of trying to be a team that they're not right now. Yeah. That's why I'm wondering um, if, if Wayne Simmons makes the most sense as an acquisition for them uh, to, to really target at the trade deadline, because he would provide that extra bit of grit um, while also being that physical force as a, of, of a power forward to, to crash the net um, and to be in front of the net uh, during power plays. And uh, he's a good penalty killer too. So he would be, um, I think he would help this team a lot, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh Shaking my head at all those fans who are uh, who are booing their own players. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, shameful, speaking of fans being shitty, do we want to quickly talk about uh, Vancouver fans too? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, we all know what uh, we all know what Vancouver fans do when uh, when they're upset. <laughs> they throw tantrums and flip cars over, and uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was, I was. This is this is old news, but uh, I was, I was, as a hockey fan in general, uh, I was appalled uh, by their reaction to um, Mike Matheson when he first uh, injured Elias Pettersson. Um, I don't know if if you guys saw what happened, but uh, well, you obviously saw what happened, but I don't know what if you guys know about the aftermath where um, Matheson was getting death threats from fans on his Instagram accounts and his social media accounts uh, after, after the hit from, from, um, from uh, on, on Pedersen. Uh Cyber bullying is a real thing. And uh, this man was cyber bullied <laughs> and that is unacceptable. <laughs> that is unacceptable in any way, shape or form. Uh, coming, especially coming from hockey fans, like it's it's a game, okay. I, Pedersen wasn't injured too seriously. It looked bad, but he wasn't injured too seriously. He's he's still the Elias Pedersen that he was at the beginning of the year. Well, minus the the knee sprain. But um, there's no reason to go on Instagram and and wish that his yeah. dog dies. Like, yeah, like I I, I went on there. I, I remember reading the article where he spoke out and said that he was being cyber bullied. And I went onto his Instagram account to look at it. And legitimately he had posted a picture of uh, his dog in a little costume, his cute little dog in a costume. And uh, I think he was, I think it was for Halloween. Yeah. He was, he was looking forward to Halloween. And uh, these people on there started um, blowing his comments up with, with like, death threats they're saying oh i hope you die i hope your dog dies you don't deserve a dog like that uh, you 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 shouldn't be i can't believe you're you can live with yourself after hitting someone like that like blah 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 and that is completely unacceptable that's not how you it's a game you can't be doing this to to players he's just playing a game and say what you want about him 
uh, he, he was just playing hockey. That's what you get when you play hockey. So, well, I would like to say that in general, that's not the entire fan base. There's always going to be that. I mean, if you have 200 people out of like a million fans or something, then it makes the entire fan base look bad. Um, For sure. And that's, that's kind of why I think that's, that's kind of, um, that's kind of what's happening with, with Leafs fans is that there's such a global and, and big team that a small percentage of, um, of their fans are, are booing this player. Uh, and now it's just kind of blowing up. But at the same time, if these fans are also flying to Florida to boo him, uh, I don't know about that. That's, um, that's pretty crazy, but yeah, just don't do that. Don't do that. Don't boo your players. It's ridiculous. I think one of the, and don't, don't, I was going to say one don't of the worst. Give death threats to, to, to players either. One of the worst Shame ones on was, um, wasn't it Maxime Comtois on like the Canadian team? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of after he missed Twitter. the shootout. Yeah. Uh, after he missed the, the, the penalty shot. Yeah. That was, uh, Oh my gosh. It's like, it's just like, the world juniors and like, yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. You can't do that. This kid is like 18 years old. You can't do that. You're, you're what? Like you're 30 and you're like talking shit about some 18 year old kid. Yeah. Good for you. Like, it's ridiculous. Don't do that. I can't believe that we still need to talk about this. Ridiculous. Shaking my head. This segment of How to Be a Good Human Being brought to you by Hungry for Hockey Talk. <laughs> um, so should, we, uh, should we move on yeah. to um, the New York Islanders? Yeah, let's talk about some happy news. First in the Metropolitan, boys. Who predicted that? Not I. Nope. Crazy. I didn't. Barry Trotz returns to Washington uh, victorious, uh, wins the game in Washington, and they've now leapfrogged Washington to be first in the Metropolitan, as I mentioned, over players or teams like Pittsburgh, Columbus. And these guys are 7 0 0 in back to back games this year. Ridiculous. These guys are. Uh, where did they come from? I guess it just points to. What a big difference goaltending and actual good coaching and defense is going to help you out with. I mean, last year they scored a ton of goals, but they could not stop any stop any to save their lives. So finally it's working out for them. And it's really funny to see them ahead of Toronto because everybody assumed that <laughs> without Tavares, they would be, you know, bottom five in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we were saying that uh, um, Tavares had spurned Lou Lamorello and and Islanders, uh, the Islanders franchise, but by leaving Matthew Barzell has Matthew Barzell, I should say, has just taken that mantle and run with it. I mean, he, he has 13, like it's it's what a story goals, 44, 44 points. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, he hasn't been on the same pace as last year, but yeah, I mean, they're scoring. They're scoring by committee. Still, Everyone's producing. Yeah. Exactly. And what a story for these guys. Um, Anders Lee has finally proven that he doesn't need, he's not a shadow player. He doesn't need to, to play with Tavares to, to be successful. Um, they've won every statement game that they needed to make. Uh, they beat Toronto in Toronto when they played last. And uh, they beat Washington in Washington for, for Trotsky. So... It's 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 pretty cool. It's a, it's a cool storyline. Uh, it's just too bad that they have such a shitty arena. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, isn't like the aren't the 
isn't the walls falling down or something like is it, there's just parts like in the street you know i heard i heard that like people have seats where they're literally looking at a stanchion <laughs> like the stanchion is in the middle of their their view their their point of view their field of vision excellent like that's why it's so bad is like it painted nicely how could you yeah i guess but like uh, how how does that go through how does that get the okay just just put a stanchion right in the middle of everybody's field of vision like that's fine they don't need to see the puck all the time it's hard to see anyway but, on on, a, on ice like that it's pretty small <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah so uh the islanders what a great story do you guys think they'll buy anything at the trade deadline like are they going to try and get a good player to help them out if if they're going to be in the playoff race, which it looks like they will be. Well, it looks like they're, yeah, it looks like they're going to take Buffalo's spot for sure now. Um, I don't know. They were... They need a scoring defenseman. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Jake Gardner? <laughs> yeah. He might actually fit a bit on that team. That'd be kind of funny. That would be pretty funny, actually. Um, he probably wouldn't get booed there. Well, they, to be fair, they don't have a lot of fans in stands, so yeah. I wonder what that well, will who, turn around. Who, like, it's got to pick up eventually. I think. What will pick up? Uh, the amount of fans they have in the stands. Like, when are they going to start selling out again? Uh, well, they have plans to move back to to Brooklyn, right? Yeah. So no, to the island. I don't know. Oh, back to the island, right? They're in Brooklyn now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that... I mean, if you can't see the game, <laughs> why pay the... Like, why pay to go when you can just watch it from home, right? Especially, like, if you're on the island and you have to make your way to friggin' Brooklyn to watch and then make your way all the way back. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What... Who would fit with, with the Islanders right now? Jake Muzzin, that'd be a good, maybe that'd be a good pickup for him. Yeah, but I think um, they want a first round and a really good prospect for yeah. Jake Muzzin. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess like happen. they could do it. The Islanders definitely could do it, but I don't know if it'd mm-hmm. be in their best interest. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Lamorello would do it. I think he's going to, he's, he's probably going to take the wait and see approach. Well, their ownership has been on record for saying that they really want to build a great franchise, like something that the fans will really mm-hmm. flock to and be proud of kind of similar to the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay one. So I think he would be against something like that. Yeah. Regardless. So it's a good story. I think they should just, if they get in the playoffs, just stay the course and hopefully they win a round or two. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh I think that's, that's probably the, the right course of action. Um, well, I, I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it this week, boys. I'm, uh, I'm talking about Calgary. Oh man. Ooh. Are you kidding? Yeah. Come Ooh. on. Battle of Alberta tonight, boys. It's going to be a great game. They're playing in Edmonton. Um, they've, Edmonton's been playing a little bit better as of late. Uh, they're three, two and zero in their last five games played. <laughs> um, it's not a losing record it's not a losing record yeah if you look at the last 500 (laughs) they're they're at 500 in the last 10 so 5 5 and 0 in the last 10 so um yeah they're middling but they're not losing so they're middling they're playing better 
Four zero and one for Calgary. Eight one and one in the last ten. It was uh, it was a shootout worthy of the Wild West last night, boys. Were you able to watch and uh, catch any of that? Nope. No, I missed it. Flames won six to four. Um, it was uh, it was a back and forth affair the whole game. Um, Detroit scored and Flames scored, and it just went back and forth. It was real exciting. I wasn't able to watch it, unfortunately. I was at a Dirty 30 birthday party. Happy birthday, Joe. I watched the highlights this morning, and uh, oh boy, was it exciting. Real Deal got uh, a goal and assist last night. Uh, so hopefully he gets he, uh, he, he starts to go on a tear. He got a pretty nice tip in front of the net on the, on the power play. So three things that I just wanted to go over real quick. Flames need a better backup than Mike Smith. All the goals that he let in last night just went right through him. They uh, have a better squeaked backup in. than Mike Smith. It's Daniel Riddick. David Riddick? That's the one. <laughs> well, they need a better goalie than Mike Smith. Because uh, every, every, like, I'm very critical of Smith, but I still love him. I want people to know I love him as a player. I've mentioned this before. I love him as a person, um, but he's not good anymore. Goals just slip right through. I am never comfortable whenever he's in net. They need a better goalie than Mike Smith behind David Riddick. Second thing, Howard is not the answer. Do not give him, do not give Detroit a sec, a first round pick for, for Jimmy Howard because he was equally as bad last night. Holes everywhere. Uh, people were scoring on him all over the place. So the way to win he was flopping all over the Howard. ice. He was flopping, flopping all over the ice. So do not do it, Tree. If you're listening to this, Treloving, do not do it. Which obviously does because we're so popular. <laughs> uh, and uh, last thing. Giordano is one point away from 50 points on the season, which would make him the fifth player to reach the 50-point plateau on the Flames, and we haven't even played. We're, we're at 48 games. This is pretty big news because the last time the Flames had five guys reach 40 points by midseason, uh, which was a couple weeks ago, was in 1988-89. And... Uh, you know, we all know what happened in 1988-89. So, do we? Pretty big news. I was pretty young then. So I don't <laughs> pretty <remember>. big news. <laughs> the Flames won the cup. Is what happened in 88-89. You mother. They never won a cup. Vancouver has never won a cup. Edmonton got it that year. Your team, your team is the one who 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 hasn't won a cup. Yeah, yet. but, Sterling, but you, so we're talking even... about the Flames right now. Why are you bringing that up? Yeah, 88-89. Oh, yeah, so, that was when the Islanders won. Now I remember. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. So thank you for listening, you jerks. <laughs> uh, just be a little cautious. I mean, this is like their first year really coming together. So maybe, I know. I'm just saying. Just flame um, out in the first round. Although given, <laughs> oh, given the competition oh, oh. of the bottom half of the West is, you never know. <laughs> oh, that was for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh yeah i i i i know to temper my expectations and all flames fans should temper your expectations but it's it's still pretty exciting like little stats like this really make it fun to 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 watch um to watch your team win uh i know that um i know that that's not something that's um that's very normal for you sterling but uh <laughs> that's that's what happens when when your team wins so you're you're talking if the uh if the playoffs were to start right now <laughs> Calgary would be playing Vancouver. 
Oh, and we would roll over the Canucks. That would be a great matchup for the Flames. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sh- shall we? Uh, shall we move on? Yeah, we should. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, you guys have some uh, some news out of Columbus. Uh, Who wants to give Bobrovsky news? Yeah, it's just the whole Bobrovsky thing where they were hiding what was going on last week. And then it came out that he was just upset after he got pulled in one of the, that, that game before he was suspended and didn't act in a professional manner. So I don't know, maybe he smashed up the locker room or something. But I, he, yeah, he left, he left, he left the bench early and then took off all his went equipment for the, hit the showers. before the game ended. <laughs> hit the showers. He hit the yeah. showers early. So <laughs> it's just really funny that they didn't say anything. About that, they were like, "Oh, there was just an incident." Like, what? Yeah, they Why are you hiding something you don't need to hide? Like, they, everybody would have been like totally okay with it. Instead, you got you know weirdos speculating that maybe he did something illegal with a <laughs> with an escort or something <laughs> with an escort, yeah. <laughs> or doing some horrible horrible been, act in the middle of the dressing room, locker like, room. <laughs> like, it would have been much easier to say he was supposed to stay on the bench and be a team player he didn't so we had to suspend him a game that's all they had to say and everyone would have been like oh whatever and ignored it yeah right. yeah that's weird eh maybe they just didn't want people to to call them babies for for benching a player for hitting the showers early that's weird well it just um, adds to the whole weirdness about the situation with him where he's refusing to sign they want to keep him on uh for a playoff run and then he's not even being like a professional about it because he gets interviewed and Mm -hmm. they're like hey how do you feel about you know not signing here but you're staying and he goes well i'm here like oh okay (laughs) he couldn't just say oh i'm just focused on this year like i really want to just work hard for the team and we'll deal with the contract situation in the offseason but instead, yeah, he, which is what everybody, he's, you know, but he's at kind of, he's clearly acting like he's upset with, with the team, like flipping out and leaving yeah. and showering and then not being professional. It's, it's not a good thing. And do you really want that around your team for a playoff run? I, I kind of doubt not it. a good look. Yeah. Well, especially with his um, record track record in, in the playoffs too. Like I know we harp on this a lot, but it's, that's that's the only information we have and that's the only information that we can go on and he's not valuable in the in the playoffs like he's he's his his stats are night and day um in the regular season compared to to the playoffs and ain't nobody wants to pay you seven or eight million dollars or whatever the fuck you want um if you can't perform when it really matters right so and and the fact that he's being like super cryptic and unprofessional i guess you could say not really unprofessional, but just cryptic. That doesn't. That's not going to help your case. Well, the question is, how does he act when the chips are down? And so far, it seems like when he's pressed in the playoffs, he doesn't do well. And then in the season, just in a contract year, he's having major issues, even performing what he was doing last year. So I'd be I'd yeah. be pretty worried about any team that gave him the, you know, carry price money that he wants. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, I don't know how you can expect that. Edmonton will probably do it if he wants to go live there. I'm sure they will. <laughs> 12 million, bring him in. Honestly, he would probably help them. To be very honest, he would probably help he them. He would. Um, quite a bit. I don't know where he's going to want to go. I mean, maybe 
Carolina needs a goalie. Philly, but it, those you know, Philly's got a goalie coming. So Carter Hart. <laughs> yeah, your love, Carter Hart. <laughs> yeah, how's that how's working out for them? Yeah. How's that working out for them? Uh, Philly is uh, Philly is gonna do it. But Carter Hart is not a problem. I will say that I've watched a few of his games. Yeah. Carter Hart has been great, yeah, man. He's, he's been, been such good. a good goalie. It just can't play defense. Why? Carter Hart can play defense. I, I believe in him. Carter Hart, sixteen points yeah, back, but um, <laughs> the rest of Philly last in the the East. rest of Philly can't uh, can't play defense. Is what I'm saying. Shane Goss despair has been a ghost of himself. Yeah, I dropped him. Yeah, it's. Office I guess it was story? just a matter of time before Goss despair disappeared into. That was really bad. Sorry. That was so bad. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we'll cut that seamless transition. And three, two, one. And we'll go into (laughs) uh, Anaheim. Hey, you should be playing like really happy music for Anaheim because they've won the game. Did they win now? They're playing right now. Two in a row. Oh, they got two Two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a row. They are in sight. Yeah, they're streaking. It is the parade. <laughs> I benched John Gibson. Oh man, your astute <laughs> hockey knowledge just—it really it amazes me. Well, I have Vasilevsky and Riddick. I'm not gonna bench either of those guys. So I probably could have benched Riddick, but I'm watching the game tonight, so um, I want to be able to cheer for mm-hmm. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, Anaheim's made a bunch cool. of low end trades right now uh, to try and boost their team, and apparently it's working because they've won two in a row. So everything's fixed. But yeah, yeah, obviously Auberg was the problem. <laughs> yeah, he's a major issue. <laughs> that was the problem right there, <laughs> guys. Guys, cancer and the bringing in, in the Michael Del Zotto. It was them bringing in Michael Del Zotto for sure that made the. Yeah. The hits king, man. NBZ, NBZ hasn't played. He's he's not even on the team. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but that's how no, good dude, his obviously... influence is, that just being a part of the stat sheet at this point, even though it's not the stat sheet for the team, um, they know like help is coming on the blue line, and it's going to bolster them to just Huge. being like this stalwart defensive team with Gibson behind them. Obviously, obviously, obviously Pontus Auberg was a cancer in the locker room too, so... Um... Yeah, good luck, Minnesota, with your way better trades of acquiring Victor Rask and um, Pontus Auberg to be your third-line center. Victor Rask on the third line is going to be, boom, that's great. I, I love that trade. Um, the Nino Niederreiter. Who do, they, who do they have him? For Nino Niederreiter for, was it one-to-one? One-for-one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rask um, between Minnesota and Carolina. Great trade. They, he's he's on the third line with Parise, who's been having a, a, a bounce back year, and Pontus Auberg, um, which, John, you said that they had played together? Or? Yeah, they used to play together when they were younger. So I think they're looking for a little bit of magic. Um, <laughs> 15 years yeah. later. <laughs> They're both going to do yeah. it and just start getting like 30 goals in a season. Yeah. I mean, Victor Rask is a serviceable center. Um, he was doing well. That's a good. Third yeah. Line. And he was doing well in, uh, in Carolina, the, the year that they put him with uh, Sebastian Ajo. But since they took him off, he 
hasn't been able to produce. But uh, he's 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 a very smart centerman, good on the penalty kill, and I think I think he'll bring I think he'll bring Minnesota a new a new look that that'll be refreshing for the Wild. Um, they needed more players like that uh, who weren't just kind of big keep your head down kind of players. So him playing behind Eric Stahl, Mika Koivu, that's a win, man. I like that. I think they're still in that position though, where Minnesota and Anaheim, where they have a lot of old players and is it really going to make a difference in the long run? Maybe. Um, But they still need more top end talent to get younger. And it's just not going to happen at this point. They could, they might just continue being that, uh, seventh, eighth place team that barely makes the playoffs and just gets steamrolled by one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the I mean Anaheim teams. Anaheim has uh, you can tell that the 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 way that they're playing is uh, is just outdated. Um, you can't play that heavy physical game anymore because this game's all about speed now, and they're slowly transitioning, um, bringing in. Daniel Sprong was a good move. Uh, their prospects, their top prospects coming in, Maxime Comtois, who we had mentioned earlier, and um, Sam Steele are going to be are going to be good to to rejuvenate this this lineup. Um, but they need to get rid of the Ryan Kessler's and the. Um, Corey Did you hear uh, Kessler won't? He's not willing to waive his no trade clause. Of course, he isn't because he's so a even piece if of they shit. wanted to get rid of their cap, <laughs> cap number, they won't be able to do it. I'm but telling right you, after, man, right he's a piece of shit. Right after he said that, he was put on the injured reserve. Yeah, like the next day. That's so what I'm saying. He's a, I don't he's, know if he's, he's actually selfish, injured man. or if the coach just went. You know what? He we can't. He's a liability now, so we got to get rid of him somehow. And I mean that saves them like a million in cap space, so maybe I don't. Know. Well, you can't you can't get you can't put some guy on IR if they're not injured, right? No, there's no way you could possibly fake anything like that. Yeah, so he's probably really he's actually injured, but I guess I'm a, I'm actually kidding. I'm sure he could play. I just think he... he's got some sort of skin condition. <laughs> got to rub baby powder all over his body. No, but so he's. He has so many injuries that hey, that's a that's a serious condition, guys. Marion Hosa isn't playing because of that. We should be ashamed. We should start a crowdfunding <laughs> operation for him. Yeah, bring Hosa back. <laughs> I mean, I think Chicago could use him. Yeah, they could. They really could. They really did fall apart after Hosa was gone, eh? Well, they that lost Hosa like and Panarin, the and then Duncan Keith yeah. just went out, yeah, that's and true. then Corey Crawford went out. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so uh, should we move on? Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you we'll... want to talk about the Flames? Is there anything going on with them right now? <laughs> no, I said all. I, I said all I needed to say about the best team in the in the Western Conference. Best team, best record. Have some breathing room on um, San Jose and Vegas. So, I was just kidding. We're not your, talking about them anymore. They're done. There's your there's your extra tidbit there, Sterling. <laughs> That's just up. for you. That was just for you. Uh, so let's um, let's move on to our broken wheels segment. 
So this isn't technically broken wheels, but um, it's like he doesn't have a broken wheel, but Nashville does. Um, Brian Johansson has been suspended for two games uh, for high sticking Mark Scheifele. Uh I didn't see the the high stick. Did you guys know what happened? Did you guys have a look at it? Yeah, so they were uh, they were tussling in the corner, a wrestling in a tussle, um, and it looked like sh- tuss- tussling. Uh, was there ground and, grappling? Uh, it looked like Shifley was kind of <laughs> did he arm bar him? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Stone Cold style. Yeah, um, he uh, he was. I guess Shifley was kind of holding on to him, um, and so uh, Johansson kind of turned around and in that motion, like swung, like. Like Maurice Richard <laughs> used to swing his stick, <laughs> it was <laughs> a little violent, um, and smoked him right in the head. Oof. Yeah. Um, so like, he did. Yeah, I don't think he meant to. Yeah. Do it like he was. It was. He didn't think about doing it. it yeah. Just something. I don't think he, he meant to right? look like he was trying um, to decapitate him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess um, so. Yeah. two games is fair at that point because like you yeah. need to be aware of your stick even if yeah. you didn't mean to do it you shouldn't be throwing your stick up there swinging it yeah. so aggressively yeah <laughs> yeah so that makes sense matt dumba is likely out for the rest of the season we just got an update out of minnesota um he just got surgery and uh it was successful surgery so good news there but he's likely going to be out uh, for the rest of the season. He doesn't know if he'll be able to return, um, which is too bad for Minnesota because uh, they could really use him for a playoff push. And uh, if who knows if they make it, great news for Jared Spurgeon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> if they make it, then um, that'd be great because maybe he could come back in um, during the playoffs. But uh, maybe Minnesota needs huge. a. Uh... A goal scoring defenseman. Maybe. Yeah. That might be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh one that uh gets booed all the time, maybe? Maybe. Perhaps. Uh Elias Pedersen is going to be out tonight, but uh they don't play tonight. <laughs> reports say that he's close to returning. Oh, they don't play tonight? No, they play tomorrow. Oh, sorry. That was um that was last night that he was out night. for. Yeah, yeah. Get it together. Uh he was out last night um on the 18th uh but he's close to returning so maybe he'll be back tomorrow keep an eye on that david perron is on an 11 game point streak but he he's out with an upper body injury so he's not playing tonight shucks uh if you haven't picked him up though scoop him up right now because he's he's been catching fire on a line with uh ryan o'reilly and Dustin Bufflin is still on the IR, but uh, again, it's looking like he'll he'll return either right before the All-Star break or after the All-Star break, so it won't be too much longer. We'll move on to our Mended Wheels segment. Vincent Trocek is back from an ankle injury. This guy's a trooper. Um, he got an apple last night, plus two, uh, made an immediate impact playing on the line with uh, Jonathan Huberdeau and uh, Nick Bukestad. Uh, so get him back in your lineups. Uh, Craig Anderson is back from a concussion, uh, and he's in net tonight. Not 
really fantasy relevant because he's playing on Ottawa, but in the team on the teams where you own him because you're in a very deep league, um, you you got to play what you got. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys got any more injuries or returning from injury? Nope, none for me. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so I'll move into our fantasy den. So this week coming up is uh, going to be a little tricky just because the All-Star break is, um, is, is next week. So most teams only play uh, once. Uh, some teams play twice. So if you're looking for um, spot starts, uh, I would look at, um, at Nashville. They play twice next week. Um, the schedule looks pretty favorable for them. Players who you could target from there are uh, Colton Sissons, who's only 16% owned. He's been on uh, on a recent hot streak. Uh, and uh, Nick Bonino. Bonino, 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 Bonino! Uh, is only 3% owned, and he's been pretty hot of late. Scoring in, not bunches, but in streaks. He's getting a, a goal and assist every now and then, here and there. And uh, if you're looking for longer-term pickups... David Krejci has been heating up again. Uh, he's only 28% owned. He's got three goals, four assists in his last five games played. Boston's playing really well now that they're healthy. So Krejci's a good uh, a good pickup, injury replacement. Uh, and then Brock Nelson is 27% owned. He's playing on, uh, he's centering the top line uh, and he's riding the, the Islanders wave to the top. So, uh, he's a good replacement or streaming option uh, if you guys need one because your team has injuries. Uh, do you guys have any other injuries or sorry uh, pickups this week? Yeah, I just uh, I want to make mention of Dustin Brown. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've been streaming him basically since he's gotten back from injury. Um, I picked him up because I had a, a player on the on the IR, but then I just kind of kept him because. Um, he's been playing better than his stats are better than Max Petretti and William Carlson. Um, so he's got 28 points in 38 games. Um, so LA is doing poorly, but he seems to be um, making it happen there. Someone's got a score. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he's, the, he's only 33% owned uh, in most leagues. So if you're dealing with a, a long-term injury, uh, just consider him. Nice. Stir daddy. No, I'm just mostly concerned with pretty much all my players being off this week and next week because of the stupid bye week. So thanks, Gary Bettman, you jerk. (laughs) 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 The all-star game of shit. Um, Oh, actually, uh, another pickup that you guys should be looking into is uh, Andreas Janssen. He's been promoted to the top line with Tavares and Mitch Marner. Um, And... uh, yeah, he's uh, moving on from from Matthew's wing, playing on the team that's actually producing offense in in Toronto. So uh, yeah, if you if you need a left winger, take a look at him. He's going to be uh, Janssen's got some 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 decent numbers: ten goals, twelve assists on the season. So playing with Tavares and Marner, he just needs to keep his stick on the ice, and points are going to come rolling. So yeah. Otherwise, that about does it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you guys are still here, 
like we say every week, we do appreciate you. Um, much love to all of our consistent listeners. If you would like to help us out, give us a share. Follow us on Twitter on at, I should say, follow us on t- Twitter at HFHT Podcast. Uh, we can also be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and I think that's it. But yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. We hope you're full uh, from this week's episode. And we will catch you next week. Happy Hockey Night in Canada. Enjoy your Saturday night. Enjoy your weekends. And uh, we'll see you then next week. Goodbye. Bye.